Hello and welcome to The Rundown. My name is Yasmin Basili and I'm your host today. And joining me in the studio are Rundown producers, Alaid Zirini. Hi, Alaid. Hi. And Sama Al-Fi'i. Hi, Sama. Hi, Yasmin. So coming up on today's show, we'll have an interview with Marcus Adams from the Library's Technology Office to talk about telecommunication and the digital age. But first, a roundtable discussion. Our first topic is Volkswagen's new electric car. Did you guys hear about it? Yeah, it's um, it's competition for uh, for other um, electric cars, I think. Uh, it's, it's a good way to be competitive about these things because you can enhance technology and it becomes better. Definitely. And you wouldn't have to pay for like gas anymore or anything. Yeah, the car which will come in 2020 is called the ID, and it's expected to cost less than $30,000. I mean, how cool is that? That's amazing because it's cheaper than its competition as well. And, and it won't um, cost much after that, yeah. Yeah, true. And, you know, like Sama said, like it's just the price that it'll begin with. And um, it's expected to go about 375 miles on a single charge. Wow. Oof. So, yeah, it's um, pretty cool. And the presentation will be at the Paris Motor Show. So that's uh, pretty decent. I mean, uh, they will get a chance to show it and see, like, the sort of um, attitude that people will give towards it. It's good that such a that a, that a strong company like uh, Volkswagen could start um, joining that race, you know, to to compete for um, a good electric car um, because they're they're a very trustworthy company and they're and they've already bought many many other uh, um, companies like uh, Audi and, and Porsche and and that's good because this way. Um, it's kind of a, a new start to uh, to this new technology being introduced. And maybe if more companies can start producing, more people will have a variety and eventually it will become more accessible. Yeah, and uh, like it will be uh, environmentally friendly too, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And um, it won't be self-driving, so I don't know if the competition is going to be the same by 2020, but let's hope for the best. I mean, 2020. It, yeah. <laughs> Um, technology is really taking take like on the world right now. You know, everyone is using technology everywhere. And uh, nowadays, th- there's 3D printed hair. Well, it's still being developed, but it's uh, perspective. Yeah. So um, what do you guys think? Um, it's actually uh, L'Oreal is actually the one working with another company um, to like build that. A serious relief for me. I've always wanted like a treatment for hair loss. Because I, I dyed my hair a lot, like more than 20 times. <laughs> so it, it, it's awful right now. I just, I want something to like grow my hair out. And all the other treatments are pretty expensive. So I'm, I'm hoping that one would be like cheap, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Cheaper. Um, well, you know, replacing whatever problems we have with, you know, just by 3D printing it out would make this like life so easy. Because... Whatever problem you face, you could you could easily just come up with something else instead of it. Like, you know, you don't have to go through the, the normal or the already known ways to fix this this problem. So it's kind of, they're experimenting, I guess. Yeah, and uh, L'Oreal is partnering up with another company, the Coral, sorry, they're called uh, Poetis, and um, the technique won't be harmful for the hair, which yeah. is pretty cool. And it's not going to put any stress on the biological side to it, yeah. which I think is pretty awesome. And like Sema, I also dye my hair, and it's it really, like, kills your hair. Like, for me, I would just put my hand, my hand, look in my hair, and I'd get, like, a lot of hair. The chemicals are awful, man. Yeah, yeah the price of beauty. I wonder <laughs> when I would get here in Egypt. 
yeah, it would take a long time. I mean, all these really, all these creations aren't really popular here. So, and um, you guys know, like nowadays there are dye pens, like to dye your hair and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't see that here. Um. So yeah, I mean, like I said, technology is really. Yeah, there's a there's a huge gap, um, between, you know, technological advancements worldwide, and I think that's a problem because, at some point, um. One part of the world will be creating something that the other part of the world knows nothing about and will be, like, unable to use and they know nothing about it. So I think there's uh, this is a good way to kind of, you know, start bridging this gap between yeah. people and to have um, a more common and more accessible technology that we can use worldwide. I agree with Ale. Everything is evolving and, you know, like, the old stuff are just disappearing. Right now, Google is actually launching a phone. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Um, that's pretty true and uh, pretty cool. Sorry, I meant pretty cool, not pretty true. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Google has launched a phone worldwide known as the, as well as the YouTube app and the Wi-Fi expansion in India. That's like a big thing now Google is doing, which is really cool. I like that Google is sort of targeting the yeah. more like underprivileged um part of the world i mean most people like to take their developments um to say like places that will you know where they can expand like you know snapchat now has like uh, glasses and stuff like that so um, it's pretty cool to see that you know google is targeting india and so on and um it's actually going to be holding an event on october 4th in san francisco um and it will unveil the phone there and um the phone will be called the pixel which is a pretty cool name i would say (laughs) I'm so excited because I'm kind of sick of the whole competition between uh, Samsung and iPhone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but this is the Google is like cooperating with the uh, with the Samsung apparently with Android. Oh, sorry, yeah, Android sorry. and HTC. Yeah, Android yeah. because they use the same uh, applications. Yeah, yeah, and apparently their marketing has been pretty vague. So I mean, that kind of lets people it lets people kind of wonder like what yeah, kind of yeah. yeah what's going on and everything and. Um, the collaboration is actually rumored, so um, we're not really sure what's going to happen. But well, it's... it'll probably be like the the same kind of smartphone that's around, you know, uh, like just like uh, I don't know the fingerprint, the you know the. But it will pro- it will be ba- it be on the back apparently. Yeah, like the fingerprint will be on the back, not in the front. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So <laughs> if you hold the phone, like yeah, just yeah, people would hold the it? phone, and uh... it's so weird. I mean, I don't know. I Personally, the whole touch ID thing doesn't really work for me. Yeah, me neither. I feel um, like it's, it's just weird. I just feel like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have yeah. to go so far. When I first like... got my phone, I actually ID'd all my fingers, but it stopped <laughs> working, so I had to remove them. It was pretty funny. They'll soon do it on, the, on Mac, apparently. Really? Yeah. There's a, there's a ID on Mac. Pretty soon, they're going to do it on, on MacBook. I mean, I'm down for that, but... Um, well, everything works for me, to be honest. I'm not, like, against technology, but I don't think I'm very tech-savvy. I hate, like, I don't know how to use technology, so I personally stay away from it. I think at some point it's it's gotten so complicated now that it's so hard for you to, to keep up with everything. Like, can you imagine, like, the possibility of, of them creating this, like, application such as YouTube or whatever that can work on slow internet so it could be, like... Anyone could 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 use YouTube. Like yeah. you don't have to have a certain speed or whatever, and that that's so nice because this way, it's accessible to to more people. Yeah. And 
I think it, it is all defined by these, these huge corporations that have this amount of money that, you know, can produce these things. Um, it all depends on their agenda. Like, what do they really want? So for the Google phone and, and, and the launching of the, the apps that lead less internet in India, I think it all depends on, you know, where, does, where is the money going? If the yeah. money is going for a good cause or whatever, or if they say it's a good cause, you'll never really know. Like, after you implement a, something like this, this is when you really realize, was this good for people? Was this bad for people? And I think this is something that you could apply to all types of technology. Um, as soon as you, you see, like, the impact on people, that's when you decide whether this was successful or not. And some of them, they really don't bring pe they don't help people. I want to emphasize about on the, the YouTube app, because it's... Google is only making it for India because the internet there is awful. Like half the yeah. population doesn't have internet yeah, or it's one slow. fifth of the country has internet. Otherwise, they don't. Yeah, it's so it, they're just making it for India. It's a I big think population. That's very nice of them. Like, yeah, <laughs> please they come believe, to Egypt. Please come believe, to Egypt. <laughs> they, obviously, the company believes in that there's potential, like hidden potential, and um, you never know. Like soon we'll know like why why they're doing this yeah i mean they're also updating their chrome browser google play store and news apps i mean they're really going all out they really want to help someone here they're trimming mm. everything down so it would be easier for like the public there yeah. so um unfortunately that concludes today's edition of the roundtable discussion but coming up next we'll talk to marcus adams from the Libraries Technology Office about telecommunication and the digital age. So yeah, thank you, Sama and Ade. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier. And it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Thanks for joining us for the interview on The Rundown. I'm your host, Yasmin Basili, and joining me is Marcus Adams, an instructor from the Library and Learning Technologies, um, to talk about the digital age and the Internet. Uh, Marcus Adams, welcome to The Rundown. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, so let us start. Um, do you think, first of all, I want to know if you think that Egypt is a target for tech companies? I think Egypt is ripe for companies to come and expand Internet capabilities. Um, the infrastructure is weak. I think that's no secret to anyone. Uh, anything that can be done to expand Internet capabilities to the masses of people who don't have the luxury of, I would not even say quality Internet, but just Internet, period, uh, would be beneficial. Um, cool. So you think uh, expanding Internet coverage would be important for Egypt's youth only, or would it be important for the economy, or would it be important for, like, educational prospects, like... Um, in your opinion, the importance of Internet here in a country that is 
largely unprivileged, and not many people have access to the internet. So would you think that, you know, the expansion would eventually happen or would eventually benefit people if it happens? I think it will happen, along with smooth roads, housing, uh, adequate food supplies. Yes, it will happen. And yes, I do believe that one measures a country not only by what they produce, but how they serve their own citizens. For example, I was recently, uh, in May, I was in Copenhagen and Stockholm. The internet in Copenhagen, it was free throughout the city. Uh, Very high quality internet. And they had the infrastructure to support it. I do believe that it will help the people of Egypt. Initially, the younger people, since younger people tend to be more technologically savvy than the older ones like me. However, uh, the young can teach the old. There's a high illiteracy rate. One can develop programs which could help make those people uh, more literate. Uh, Without necessarily building new schools, they could learn from smartphone apps, which is another thing to get them the smartphones, but one thing at a time. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty cool, like, uh, about how the Internet or apps can help with um, education. I mean, education isn't obviously Egypt's fourth, like, uh, strength point, I would say, but, um, I mean, that's really interesting. Um, Would you think that people would here approach education or would they use it for other things i mean i do i agree with you about the educational system um those at auc are privileged to be part of a university that does place a high value on education i have read about the public schools and it's criminal, I would just say that. But there's health care, government hospitals can be criminal, a justice system can be criminal. There's a lot, Egypt has a lot of work. I do think maybe a lot of people, myself included initially, tried to compare Egypt to the United States or France or England, and you, you can't do that. I do think if you're going to make comparison, you should find like-minded countries and or at least within the Arab world to make your comparisons. Um, Yes, all of these things are important. All of them will take time. It's not, I don't think, lack of resources. I just think it's the priority of the resources being used. So if you could take money from, let's say, the Suez Canal, for instance, and reinvest those into education and health services, I think that would be splendid. If the military controls half the economy and they have farms and factories, then maybe they should expand and fix the roads and provide housing and sewers and things like that as well. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely (laughs) right. I think that there is a lot to work on. Uh, and uh, just like any country, there is a lot to work on. And yeah, you're right. We sh- we shouldn't compare Egypt to say the U.S. or you know any other country from like that is um, sort of expanded in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I would just um, 
I'm, I feel like there are Arab countries that have um, sort of, you know, prospered in ways that we I haven't. Agree. And yeah. um, I feel like, like you said, it's more about like what we do with the resources rather than if we have them or not. I mean, I think we mm -hmm. do have some resources. Mm -hmm. But um, would you think the... Would you think that the Egyptian um, people, like say, um, say someone comes up and says, "Hey, we're gonna improve the internet and so on," would you think that um, the Egyptian people would be happy with that, or would they say, or would they complain about how the housing and? Um, I I would think that if I was, from what I have seen. Because um, I live out here in Tagamo, so in a way I've lived in my own version of a gated community. Yet I think if you ask the guy on Road 90 selling bananas, which is more important to him, high-speed Internet or other issues, then Internet would probably rank rather low. Um, it would take time. Uh, I think having an infrastructure for the Internet is extremely important, but it also has to be the people would welcome it once their other needs are met or if you can show them how this will help them meet their other basic needs. Uh, I think you can't really separate them, but you must be able to link, okay, we spent our money on this. This will help you with that type of argument. Um, so, um, we're talking about like, un the more like the underprivileged, I mean, mm -hmm. yes, the internet, we have access. And like you said, Tagamo in general is a pretty gated community. Mm -hmm. Um, so would you think that the underprivileged would have the, I wouldn't say the privilege, but do you think that they would know how to use the internet in useful ways? Like you said, like in education and so on? Well, I think it's not so much a privilege, but a right. Information is right. Um, I do believe that, yes, they will find the. It, it's up to them to decide how constructive they wish to use it, whether they're playing Pokemon or looking for clinics that are open. Uh, I mean, that's their decision. I do think they should have that ability to make that decision, that they should have the Internet and they should have the tools to use it. Right. Yeah, give them the right, <laughs> then they'll make the decision. Right. Um, so have you heard of the Google phone? The Google phone? Yeah, as in Google is developing a new phone to help um, with the slower connections, and they're spreading it to India. I have not, but I can't say I'm surprised either. I know they're developing automobiles and probably aircraft and food products and all kinds of yeah. things. So. so they're actually spreading it to India and the more like underprivileged uh, side of India because mm -hmm. only one-fifth of their country has um, internet. Right. So would you think such an invention would be useful here in Egypt? Yes, I would. I also understand India as a nation has been investing more into their in, uh, internet capabilities as well. Um, but in general, yes, I, I do think that would be good. I'm not sure um, if there is an inexpensive smartphone for the people. Um, I have a, a Samsung Galaxy A7, and I spent a lot for that. Um, if there is a phone for the masses, that would be great. 
because it doesn't make sense to have this phone and no one can afford it or have access to it. Absolutely. Um, that concludes today's interview, actually, on The Rundown. And I'd like to thank you, Marcus, for staying with us. And, um, yeah, coming up in our last segment is another view, and we'll talk to Yumna Tuini about the Internet in her community, which is in Qatar. Uh, that's coming up next on The Rundown. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for another view, our last segment on the rundown. I'm Yasmin Basidi, and another view is the viewpoint of another student from another city. Joining me is Yumna Tuni from Virginia Commonwealth University in Qatar to talk about the internet and its progress in her community. Hi, Yumna. Hi. So, um, tell me, how is the internet like in, um, in Qatar? Does it help you sort of like progress as a student? And um, do you think that it's a way that can help the youth uh, sort of like progress in general? Like, does it, does the slow of the internet connection hinder the progress? Of course. For example, for my major, I'm studying interior architecture. It affects my uh, work very much because I have to be connected to the internet 24-7 since uh, we have to be connected to the VPN or, like, we have to stay uh, at university. All of the programs we use, AutoCAD, Revit, everything works with internet with the internet access in. And um, also we still have to uh, look for images and stuff to get inspired. We have a lot of research to do before starting to work, like before starting to design spaces. So like we, we, we are so dependent on the internet. Okay, so um, can you imagine like being in your major in another country? like? You've been to Egypt, and do you think the internet connection here would hinder your studies? Uh, would it, like, limit your success? Uh, okay, so I can't compare since I took a course in Egypt last summer. Uh, it's, it's a bit slower. Not a bit, yeah, it's way slower. But um, I think, I think it, it affects it since, like, I can't progress much with uh, slower internet access. So, for example, here in Qatar, especially uh, in university, we have a very good uh, internet connection. So it helps us progress more and like do more work in a in a like faster pace. But if I work in the dorms, even or at home, uh, the my, my work progress the the pace is way slower. Okay, so um, why do you think they're doing this? Like, why do you think there's the expansion of internet speed in countries like Qatar or any other like country that um, has speed, like has sped up the internet? Um, I think because most of the studies depend on research, and since everything depends on research, we we need internet access. It's way faster than going to a library and looking through all of the books. If you just uh, type anything up, it will come up in seconds, yeah, and, and it will it will give you like a lot of results. It's it's way easier than looking at the like going to an actual library and looking through the books and searching for what you want. It, it's way faster. Absolutely, I completely agree. So, do you think that um, this is one of the reasons that the Gulf is sort of like more progressive than say other countries that are much more underprivileged? Probably yes. 
because even when I, I'll give you a small example, like VCU uh, library, uh, we have we have an e-library and we have an actual library. I barely go to the actual library since I have all of the sources on the internet, so I just access the online library because it's way faster and I can get whatever I want in, in less time. Yeah, that's, I mean, we also have an e-library, but not everything is available on it. The way the other library um, has, like, there are some books that aren't available um, online. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, thank you, uh, Yumna. That wraps up, uh, that wraps up another view and, and this edition of The Rundown. I'd like to thank you, Yumna, for being with us. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. And, yeah, thank that you. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. That concludes this edition of The Rundown. Join us next time when we talk about arts and entertainment. I'm Yasmin Bassini, your host. Thank you for listening.